right. Let's dial it up. <laughs> Hope I can remember this one. Well, you don't need to because we're going to tell you all about it. Good. You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Listen up, ragamuffins. We encourage each and every one of you to drink deeply from the cup that is Fair Riverdale. Your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello. Right of hello. Welcome to Thistle House. Shove it, hell. Know what that sound means? It's time for more Riverdale with your friends at Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast. My name. Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I am the mysterious jug dub that comes in over your life, narrating every moment that happens. What is, uh, what, what episode are we doing now? We're still in season six, episode 12, from May 1st, 2022. <laughs> oh, those are coming in. Coming <laughs> in. <laughs> Mm. Chapter 107 in the fog. Oh, what's funny is I, I I don't allow myself to like if there's something I notice, I think I'd like to look that up and see if there was something I missed there, but I can't. I won't let myself because I know that I'll be spoiled on all kinds of stuff that's go- I ha- I'm so far yeah. behind. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I can't look things up now so we're all just flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, again, like I said, the jug dub comes in. We get uh, the weather reports were grim, but we had a we more. We just learned yeah. Armageddon is on the way. Mm-hmm. We're about to fight the final battle in Riverdale at Pops. Right. Yes. The the <laughs> We had a more dire prognostication to deal with. The apocalypse. Brought about by one Percival Pickens. The weather reports were grim, but we had a more dire prognostication to deal with. The apocalypse. Brought about by one Percival Pickens. Maybe unavoidable, but we had to try. So at Archie's house, Betty, Archie, Jughead, and Tabitha are planning a coup d'etat town. Coup d'etat town. Yes. I'm thinking we stage a coup. Percival manipulated his way onto the council, and he's using it as a soapbox platform. So why don't we just knock him off it? And and what? We take over? I mean, why not? What if the council refuses to step down? Okay, if we are seriously going to attempt a coup de town, then we need to get public support. Veronica, Reggie, Tony, Fang, Cheryl. Kevin, too. I don't think he's gone over completely to the dark side yet. Let's reach out to folks and host a meeting. We can do it at Pops tonight, after nightfall. Uh, they're going to host a meeting at Pops at nightfall. Meanwhile, the Thunder was overhearing this. Alice Cooper heard this and slipped out the front door. They're holding a secret meeting at the diner tonight. They're planning on overthrowing the council and appointing themselves the new town leaders. I hate that she's a bad guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I liked her when she was just making breakfast. I liked her when she was uh, hooking up with Skeet. Yeah. And yeah. and like Serpent Alice. That's what I want. Bring yes. back the serpents. I agree. Yes. Agree. Hard agree. I want Serpent Alice. 
like half hour into this episode, I just my mind started to wonder, like, man, I miss FP. No it's doubt. not the same without. Yeah, FP Jones. Uh, so she goes to Percival at his whatever's needful things. This is a super Stephen King episode. Oh. Like they have a hundred different Stephen King things going on. Uh, I'm tired, Alice. I'm tired of these agitators. I couldn't agree more, but I have an idea. So the RIVW weather girl is out sick and she has been going on and on about this fog rolling in, calling it the wrath of God. Maybe we use it to our advantage, stop the meeting from happening and give you time to make your next move. Purple is rubbing his monkey's paw. Yeah. He's like he dusting. Look, it looks like he's got like a hand of Vecna, which is a very D and D thing. But it was like, gosh, what? It's so funny. Um, I said P P. Now stand. He, you know, these uh, initials that we use. So P P. is polishing his paw. <laughs> yeah, she goes there to a. Uh, so uh, the RIVW weather girl is sick and she's been going on and on about this fog that she calls the wrath of God that's rolling in. And ironically, uh, the thunder wants to use this fog to her, to their advantage, the big weather thing there. Uh, so at pops, Tabitha sees on their little tiny, TV mm-hmm. on uh, the RIVW broadcast about uh, the Thunder saying uh, there's a curfew tonight now because of the fog, just like 100 years ago in 1922. Some serious fog. Another Stephen King reference. 1922. Um, and uh, Veronica has to close up the casino because everyone went home because of the fog. And then we see at the at the FBI, we got Agent Betty Cooper gets a message that a woman that escaped the trash bag killer wants to talk to her. I had totally forgot about the whole FBI storyline <laughs> completely. Oh, when I heard TBK, I was like, "Oh yeah, yes, oh, back my in it, back in it." Oh, I was like somebody's getting wanked. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I guess going to the meet. Me, some of this I don't know. It's illegible. I get to mean an article. I don't think you can provide a safe. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Kevin is te- was telling them that they, he didn't think they can provide a safe environment for the baby. Uh, this is uh, TT and Fangs because mm. they're serpents. Yeah, he doesn't like that they're serpents. So that never mattered before. But uh, and and TT is like. Um, she, he, you know, he's like, what, what else do you want to talk about? We covered this, you know, your, your surplus. She's like, well, you put yourself in dangerous sex situations with mm. your cruising, like in uh, Fox Four. Is that was Fox Forest? Is that? Oh what yeah. It was? Yeah. So K-K, I, Kevin Keller, KK, compulsive cruising. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 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 so they are going to meet for dinner before the meeting tonight to talk about baby Anthony. Mumsy shows up in her her nun outfit. Fly, her fly nun, nun outfit. Nunzy. Nunzy. Her nun, <laughs> Nunzy. Nunzy. There we go. I knew I was missing something. 
<laughs> she shows up at Thornhill. You got to get these straight. This is Thornhill. Is everybody clear on that? Because mm -hmm. I have a lot of trouble with Thornhill Thistle House, but this is Thornhill. This is the house that burnt down. Yeah. And they, they re rebuilt it. Yes. Okay. I, was, I don't know when that happened, but that happened apparently. And she traveled the world, eventually finding herself in the Himalayas. <laughs> Mumsy? What are you doing here? Dear child, may I come in? After you banished me from Thornhill, I traveled the world searching for sanctuary and eventually found myself in the Himalayas at the original convent of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. You've got to be kidding me. She hey. went to the... <laughs> the Himalayas uh, have the, to be better. Dalai Lama and he gave her eternal enlightenment. So she's got that going for me. It's got to be saying. better than wearing a wooden mask in the wall. Because <laughs> that's what she was doing before. Uh, she went to the original Sisters of Quiet Mercy. I presented myself on their doorstep with nothing but the clothes on my back. And now the sisters have decided that I can pledge myself fully. And Cheryl Christ. said they're... Bringing it all back. Yeah. She's like, they're letting, they're letting in an, an ex-dominatrix convicted, convicted felon, felon serial killer. Serial killer? They're going to let you join. join their convent. The sisters believe in redemption, Cheryl. <laughs> they have given me one weekend to attend to any unfinished business before I take my final vows. You are my unfinished business, Cheryl. She's like, well, they sent me off to do take care of any unfinished business. And so she's here to do that with Cheryl. But first... Speak plainly, Mother. I have a surprise for you. Something that I would like to give you. But first, I would she love would like a, a hot warm bath, bath and a warm, meal. scrumptious meal. <laughs> it's like... Yes, Mother. those are the lines I want. Throwaway lines about a scrumptious meal. Like, ah, uh, I couldn't wait. Um, Every time you come back into my life, you gaslight me. I understand your skepticism, Cheryl. But every word that I've said is true. Yes, fine. You can stay for supper, Sister Blossom. Thank you, child. Bless you. Back at Pops. Jughead has got his busboy uniform on, cleared tables because everybody was went home because of the fog. And he wants to talk with Tabitha about another Stephen King book. <laughs> Basically, he doesn't come out and say it, but uh, eleven twenty two sixty three. This is the plot they're working with now. She can time travel while in the proximity of Pops, which is a diner, and this is exactly like that book. Um, he wants her to go back and stop Archie's bed bomb from going off because it really messed up his hearing all the way out in the garage. And now mm -hmm. he hears people's thoughts and all that. But Tabitha says that is a fixed event. And the bomb always explodes no matter what she does. So she can't do anything about it. Well, he, he just, he's like, well, maybe you could just at least get me out of the garage. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I didn't even think they would mention that he was in the garage. I was just sitting here thinking, oh, yeah, he was in the garage. That's what I was having. I'll never forget he was in the garage. No, they could definitely point that out. Uh, I laugh. That was my laugh out loud moment of the episode when he mentioned the garage. Uh, but she says there's too many paradoxes and ripple effects. 
uh, we get the Riverdale sign as the out the fog is rolling in. It says, welcome to Riverdale. You can't stop progress. The lights go out above the sign. And we get the opening credits just now. Yeah, that serious fog that takes out electricity to you. Yes. Whenever, whenever anybody's coupled up, especially. <laughs> A lot of candles died to oh, give us this my, episode. That's my favorite thing of this whole episode is more candle every time somebody goes gets candles there's more yeah. candles. every room you go in you have to reset up a thousand candles <laughs> betty goes to leave for the meeting but it's super foggy outside and there's some creep standing outside her house so, so she goes out the back and goes next door and archie tells her the meeting's postponed anyway so she tells him about the creep he says well i'll go out there i am invulnerable <laughs> well she says this creep might have palladium so sit yeah. tight you never know so they go upstairs and bang it out instead and on the bomb bed no doubt uh, um, she asks if they're dating are we dating <laughs> oh, we just did it but are we dating and he's like well I'm not seeing anybody else she's like that's good because I'm late I'm late she, which I thought when this came up, first thing I thought was, we are many seasons into the show, and they never really threw, they never have used this, you know, all these kids having sex, and they never really like have used this other than babe, the proverbial baby Anthony. Yeah. We haven't had I mean, all this, so so I thought they were they showed some good uh, hesitation to wait this far into the series to possibly. Uh, have this happen um she hasn't been taking her pill since she was in the trash bag killers well <laughs> mm. so uh then the lights go out in the bedroom at pops tabitha thinks she thinks what am i gonna do when i lose him she thinks to herself and Jughead perks up and uh, has heard her in his head. And he says, don't worry Pop, uh, about Pops. He's going to be fine. She realizes he's listening to her thoughts when he shouldn't be. And he kind of explains, well, you know, I can't hear. Yeah. You know, they've, already, they've talked about this. That's all the only way. Yeah. But I like they are like have to remind people like he can't hear. So he he doesn't know when to turn it on and off. That's how they communicate it all. So I mean, she's having to tell him what's on the news. And but anyway, uh, so it's tough. At Archie's, they let up. They light a bunch of candles. Okay. Betty's finally. And yeah, someone up. has to say it every time. As soon as the yeah. lights go, I was like, "I'll get the candles." Or, oh yeah, I've got some candles. We so know. Yeah. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is cleaning up on candles. Uh, she she throws on a a, a nice El Royale sweatshirt. Oh, uh, Archie's <laughs> asking asking details, trying to time up if he's going to be a senior Archie. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he asks how she how do you uh, get away from the trash bag killer again. How'd you uh, get away from TBK BT dubs? Hmm? Uh, she says that uh, 
TBK made her dismember a dead body with an electric carving knife or she threatened with threatening her. If she didn't do it, she was going to be the next dead body. So he turned on some classical music for her and she cut it up. Yeah, so this was like to prove he saw something in her yeah. or something. They like, are the same. This ain't the first dead body Betty's dismembered. No, no, Come on. Exactly. Exactly. There's she's there's out there in the culvert. They're everywhere. Oh, don't um, go digging up caramel out of the yard. Yeah. Who knows what she did to <laughs> yeah. that cat? Stay out of Scuba Steve's junkyard. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so Archie says sometimes he feels like they should go west and just get away from this cursed town. But whenever he thinks that, he just remembers the reason he, <laughs> he's there. He wants to save the soul of Riverdale. And the reason he bought Senior Archie's house was because he wants to be Senior Archie here and raise a family and all that. So this is all working out. They can do this. Reggie cleans out his desk at the Babylonia. And and uh, Veronica's just sitting there chilling, drinking some liquor. And he says, uh, it's like a Stephen King movie out there. Uh, I said, yeah, several. Um, she invites him to stay, drink, not fight, maybe play some strip poker. It's like, well, this is escalated. The lights go out. She says, luckily, <laughs> I have a serious penchant for drip chic candles. <laughs> Oh. Back at Pops, Jug asked Tabitha for some tubing. I did not know when he said that. What? Yeah. Do you need tubing for? Siphon the gas. I swear there are gas pumps right outside. Yeah, they, it's yeah, a gas station, are. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he has to go out and siphon gas out of their car, which is parked all the way at the end of the lot, so they can use it for the generator. And he asked her, he is like, by the way, I found an old ham radio. I just happened to find, <laughs> after a million years of pops, I just happened to stumble across the old ham radio back there. You go back there and test that out and see if you can find anybody on it. She's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what was happening? Uh, back at the casino, you know, what? what's veggie? Veggie or banging it out. Get down to their skivvies under the watchful eye of the Rams portrait. Mm. You know, he, uh, after uh, Veronica says maybe they shouldn't have broke up, you know, but it's kind of short lived because after they have this conversation about how they're turning into their parents and they're each other's consolation prize, and it kind of, I thought that was a Pretty good scene for. No, I don't like Veronica is always the worst of yeah. these plot lines, and Reggie who needs them. But like that, that scene really did work for me of like him recognizing. Oh, he's like I'm nothing like my mom's. Like no, you're like your dad. Yeah. And it's saying everyone's we're all someone's second choice. Like you know you would have rather went with Archie. Like I recognize like it was very insightful for someone as dumb as Reggie. So I, I yeah. appreciated that scene. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was not hilarious. I I thought uh, <laughs> at least, but at least they didn't just br- they. I mean, they started off this hookup with a real brushing off of their uh, breaking up, and mm-hmm. I was like, are they just gonna sweep all this under the rug? No, they had a, an adult conversation about it and decided, nope, we sh- we're that's gonna. Why it's, that's why it stuck out like a sore thumb. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It was a mature conversation on this. Show. Yeah, it was I, one I, of those scenes I I didn't have to. Stop and put down every little detail. I was like, I'm just going to listen to this conversation. And it was interesting. I, I guess if you eat that many Subway sandwiches with a guy, <laughs> you don't want him watching you. You know, yeah. Every time you look, you think, is he going to want a bite of my sandwich? Right. Oh, so he's pretty crystal clear. He said he's leaving. Kevin's in school lounge grading papers. Reminiscing about Fox Forest escapades. <laughs> <laughs> when Moose shows up. Wow. And I like I always say, I had a moose. But, yeah. But we needed to spice things up. And he is the new gym teacher. Or PE instructor, they like to be called. And I try to get my labels correct. There was something, like, it took me a long time to trust this scene that it was even real yeah like then they throw it off dreamlike or like at one point yeah came he was manifested by the out of nowhere like why would he show up at the school at night in the middle of the fog right Uh, it was weird so i I haven't seen any more episodes in case there is a twist but it just didn't seem even real to me don't tell us if the clumpster comes walking and we know it's a dream (laughs) come true um, at the apartment, uh, Fangs and TT plan out what they're going to say to Kevin about raising baby Anthony. And the lights go out. We're going to have to light some candles. <laughs> Back at the school, Kevin lit some candles for another couple, him and Moose. Uh, he, Moose asked Kevin if he got back with Fangs. He says, no, but... I am in a custody battle with them and gives no more information, nor does Moose ask. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? That I would I feel like you would ask a question here. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh we were a thruple. There's a lot of baggage there you uh, might want to talk about. Moose was there for one thing. Yes. Which we, he got fired from the trucking company after the lonely highway closed. We should have seen him come. Mm. Once the lonely highway closed, mooses were everywhere on that. Thing. <laughs> uh, and now he's living with his dad, who got out of prison for. <laughs> he apologizes. <laughs> Get it out. I'm sorry. We're bailing on Kevin after his dad dressed up as the Gargoyle King while they were having sex for the first time. Remember? Remember yeah. that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's like, yes, I will never forget that. <laughs> oh, shoot. I was like, that's right. Yeah. I could, that, if you had told me who was the gargoyle king, I never would have said Moose's dad. <laughs> I don't know. What? Turns out that tracks. <laughs> uh, they want to hook up, so Kev texts Bangs that he can't make it because of the fog. Oh. Who's going to eat all these Tostitos we put out? <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, Fang says, Kevin bails on things. He bailed on their marriage. Judd got the gas just fine, turns out. Fog outside, we thought would swallow him up or do something to him. No problem. Which was an odd twist. Uh, the, yeah. the boys hook up, supposedly. Kev goes to wash up, and the school is foggy inside. It was a dream. He got. He wakes up a little scared, and Moose holds him close, and... Uh, the chair and the, it was I don't know what that was about. Why there was a dream? What happened? They did hook up? They didn't hook up? I don't know. I don't know whether they did. Back at the Thornhill, dinner is served. A scrumptious meal. Finally, there are lots of candles. Of course, no, Thornhill is going to win the candle battle. Oh yeah, tall red ones wonder this was definitely the best candles going on i did like i did want to i meant to point out that at the at babylonium they lit a million candles in the casino to play to and then then they went upstairs yeah. and lit a million more candles mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like that's right that's what yeah you do it you gotta do it uh lots count cheryl accuses nunzi of foul play <laughs> When she sees her looking at Julian the doll and picks up a candlestick, and what's she do, Jordan? Wangs her. Wangs her with the candlestick in the parlor. Oh. Doug fires up the generator. Mumsy wakes up. Cheryl raises her body temperature because she's pyrokinetic. Yes. Brings it up to 112, then 120 something, then 140. She's her blood's boiling. I think you'd die. Um, <laughs> Cheryl says that she was, I mean, come on. She was the maiden, and Mumsy was the dragon, but now Cheryl is both, and I couldn't follow any of this, and Mumsy <laughs> is, is go, going to feel the dragon's flames. Not, not a great metaphor. Cheryl's no. usually so good with words. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening intently. It made no sense to me. But Mumsy says she brought letters from Heather, Cheryl's sapphic best friend from junior oh. high. Did we know Heather? Had we ever seen Heather? Not is to this, this point, specific? no. This is just a new there, pulled there out of her. mention of her. I yes. Think okay. Yes. She has talked about her a lot about you okay. know, being her Maybe. first girlfriend or, or love interest or whatever, so... May Mephistopheles have mercy on your soul if you're lying to me, mother. That's exactly what she said. That's right. I popped. Tab uses the radio to tell people on the lonely highway, if there's any mooses out there, we have a safe spot for you at Pops. Now, we, got pow- we got power and food and everything. We know the, lo- the lonely highway shut down. Right. So... You're lost on it, though. Maybe you're sundowned. Uh, that could be. If, yeah. Sunda- sundown. Coming from town. a sundown town. <laughs> you got you to drive on the highway that's closed or not. Uh. Mumsy brings Cheryl some garden rose tea while she cries reading Heather's letters. So I paused it, of course. And I read a letter upside down. <laughs> but there was, uh, there was a lot of things on the screen, and I could not get hardly any anything clear but i i did read one thing up it was like her she wrote one little thing about a memory 
memory of her and Cheryl uh, listening to records on a phonograph in her room. But that's, you know, nothing special. I couldn't find anything special. Did you guys see anything or even? No. It was tough. There wasn't any way to see it. Um, I would. That's That was the point where I was like, I would look this up, but I'm afraid I'd get spoiled for future episodes, so I didn't. Sister Blossom wants Cheryl to forgive her her trespasses. That's what she came. This mm-hmm. is the unfinished business. The fog is gone in the morning. Kev is in the sex ed classroom, and he calls Fangs to work things out. He's got a new lease on life for some reason all of a sudden. And he uh, he's, he had epiphany, he tells him. And he says, I, I think we can work this out. More parents, better. Fang's like, screw that. Good on Fang's. I'll see you in court. I don't want to be half a dad. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, they kind of sat, had one conversation like, why are we really including this guy yeah. in this? Like, it's like, that we, was a sex thruple and we had a baby and he just gets to be this. I, I'm, and, and, and that was fine if he was going to be nice before, but he was an a hole. And up Percival Pickens' butt, and it, you know it's like it's like you don't get to be a part. You you have proved yourself to be too big of a jerk to have any part of raising my kid, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, otherwise, I I could see them working this out, but I'm with Fangs on this. Yeah. Screw off, buddy. We're not your whims of whether what which way the wind blows here, Kev. Sorry, I got all really invested. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Veronica looks at her dad's portrait and asks, gets on the intercom to ask Jay, can't remember who Jay is, to bring her some butcher paper, string, and masking tape. She's got something to wrap up. Well, the fog was going, while it was going on, the Council of Four, Sans Tabitha, met and appointed a you know, Percival Pickens is mayor now for some reason. It totally made no sense. They nope. just made I him felt, mayor. Felt like I missed night. Yeah. Just a throw throwaway line. Oh, by the way, he's the mayor yeah. now. It's just the thunder was like got all worked up because they were gonna have a meeting, so she had her own meeting. And they accomplished nothing. Meanwhile, she made a new mayor. She collected enough signatures to ratify the council's endorsement. And Jake says, All hail dictator picking so much for the coup de town tab brings up finally about the bomb she confesses that she did stop the bomb and jughead didn't lose his hearing and he couldn't read minds and percival still won and nuclear winter happened in every scenario and i was like man some big times avengers endgame vibes here the uh she saw 1,384 scenarios. I don't know the significance of that at all. And we only beat him in two of those scenarios. There's I was just looking, looking for two. Dr. Strange in the in Yeah, the to hold up two there. fingers. <laughs> uh, but in every scenario, Jughead dies. Uh, mm, that's and you realize that's who she was talking about earlier. What's she going to do when she loses him? He says, uh, that's grim. It's grim. 
Uh, yeah, again, like this ain't my first radio. I, I've been prophesized like, to die before. He's like, it's not the first time I've it's been Riverdale, destined, <laughs> destined to die. The end game now. Uh, and at Archie's, they take that pregnancy test. Look at the results. Credits. So I have to find out, find out if, mm. if we're going to have a senior Archie situation on our hands. I predict yes, because uh, we... This stuff's we're starting to get in the end game, and why not have another baby? Maybe Kev. Oh, man, they've never them. done. They've gone all this time. They've never done like the Lil Archies. Like those are always the comics. Yeah, that would be great if he named him Lil Lil Archie. That was the yeah. one they should name him. Lil, so we have like each of them. See them each of Lil. Amazing, like a, a little Muppet Babies version of everybody. <laughs> That'd be great. I again, I'm kind of. Excited to see what happens next. I, they pull, they do these detailed things and then have huge things happen off screen. That's <laughs> really odd. But uh, yeah, they make sure we all know where the candles came from. And it's like, who's mayor? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> new mayor. <laughs> Who dis? Um, but well, as someone that has watched TV. ahead, I will say, um, I think you guys are really. I, th- I think you're gonna like the the end of of the ending of the because there's several episodes. I mean, it really it's gonna yeah build building up a little bit. Oh, that's the ending of this season. I, is that I what you're saying? Kind of yeah, yeah. We're we're I think this is a sure bet. Yeah, uh, we're not we're not worried about it. Uh, last time there was pancakes and strongman competition, <laughs> pancake boxes. I can't wait to see what happens this time. I'm hoping a new box, mm. new box, or somebody uses the VCR up, up pops that's been sitting there. I want to see somebody <laughs> pop a tape in there. <laughs> that's the excitement I'm looking. For. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's all I got. Fun time. Always yeah, count on the I didn't deal. notice that the score in places ha- sounded kind of mm, synthy. Yeah. Like John Carpenter, The Fog, like that 70s kind of, they put a little bit of that synth music to give a John Carpenter. Yeah, there was, there was a couple times I was like, wait, there's a little gravitas to this scene yeah. as opposed to the previous one. It's not, you know, I'm like paying a little more attention. This is the so was, this is the, was, the important time traveling stuff when they're talking about. It was definitely riffing. The Mist, Stephen King story, and The Fog, the John Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. I like oh, it. It's good. The Dale. Oh. All right, until next time, light all the candles that you own, siphon some gas, and keep the power <laughs> running, because we'll be back soon. Never know when the moose is going to come walking in. <laughs> <laughs> until then, I'm Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm sad. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 
You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash udamwithkpp for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share. Well, I was looking at the uh, schedule for the uh, for Blossom and uh, Starlight. I just I just did that a couple days ago. I was driving to ball game. Uh, I'm usually listening to a podcast, but I was like, I'm cranking some tunes. This is a nice day. I got the windows down, so I'm cranking some tunes. And I was like, I need some freaking music therapy. I need a uh, mm-hmm. I need to hit a concert. I try to hit a concert every year. Yeah, I've seen a bazillion. I was like, so I started looking it up, and I, uh, I almost bought Weezer tickets for two weeks from now. Yep. And I mean, like, I really almost clicked it. We saw them like three or four years ago, and uh, they were back at Blossom. And but then I, right before I did, I realized Nick is going to be at the beach. He won't be back till the next day. I was like, God, I'm glad I didn't buy him. But I did score tickets. Nick's first concert, like. 13 years ago was a band that we exclusively not very many people I know are big fans of this band like cake. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I mean, that's a top, that's a top five band for me mm-hmm. and Nick, like we love them, you know, just unconditionally. So they're finally touring over here again. And where uh, at? Um, actually they're going to be in Cincinnati, Columbus, one day, one day, Columbus. Uh, again, it goes Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland. Um, it's like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland in September. We're going to the Cleveland one. It's at a place I did not even know existed. Uh, it's called Jacob's Pavilion, and it is a small amphitheater type place mm-hmm. that only holds 5,000. I mean, it's super small and they pack them in there. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know. There's basically when I go to a concert, I get a seat. Like I'm not a lawn guy. I know hmm. because cause I don't want to have to get, I want to come in at the last second oh. and, and have great seats. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not camp out all day to try to do something. You know, I want to be like, I paid to be here. <laughs> you surfs that waited here all day. <laughs> like I'll just still go sit in front of you. Um, but anyway, the, uh, and that's the only place really that out of the three concerts that I could even get any kind of reserved seat was the one in Cleveland, but it's still pretty much no holds barred there. But everybody, the reviews are good for the place. Mm-hmm. I would watch them at it. I would have sat on the lawn at any of these to watch them, but, but we were definitely going to go as soon as I saw it, snagged those. But well, yeah. okay. we, we saw them at Palace Theater in uh, Pittsburgh in like 2011 or something, and it's freaking great. I wouldn't mind seeing. Uh, hmm. There's a. Uh, I think it was the lineup was The Offspring, Simple Plan, somebody else. 
I would see the offspring. Yeah. That's like the combos of bands. Like mm-hmm. if it's more than one band, I, I'm almost turned off by their, I would rather be the one I like than two bands. And mm. I don't like the other one because I just won't go at all. Mm. Like there's a band, there's a mm. band I love called Manchester Orchestra. Yeah. And like there's an album of theirs that I just listen to constantly, you know, and they're actually, they're, I think they're from England. They're here touring. They're touring with Jimmy Eat World. I don't give a shit <laughs> about Jimmy Eat World. And I think they're the headliners, Jimmy. And mm. I'm just like, no, there wasn't really a convenient date anyway. But I, Nick and I both like them. But yeah, got to find a concert. Yeah, I'm sure I've asked you this before, mm-hmm. but Jordan, that I know Cliff's been in concerts, but it's like, I feel like you don't have a record of going to a lot of concerts. You're not a. Even like I expect you to go like some good, good folksy country of some kind, or I saw something. Willie, I saw Willie. Okay, Nelson there, there, that makes sense. Nelsonville Music Festival a couple of years ago, and Shooter oh, Jennings was at. Yeah, this is exactly what I would have said <laughs> that you went and saw. Well, it's that restaurant in Parkersburg. Uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like. The concert was outside on like a patio. They had, it was like January. There was a snowstorm going on. Mm. It was two degrees outside. Wow. And they had put a they had put a little like tarp around it. Yeah. I was like, if it was you know it was only like a couple hundred people and shooter in the whole building. I'm like, if this was literally anyone else, I would like I would leave immediately. My hands were <laughs> numb. It was awful. But also kind of great. <laughs> I yeah. almost I almost got Brandy Carlisle tickets, but I can't justify it anymore. I've seen I've seen her in Pittsburgh, and and but and she's playing in Pittsburgh. I think again it's in August, and I was like, could go there. I was like, I saw her play right here at People's Bank Theater. You know, I can't go again. Once they played here, I can't go somewhere. <laughs> you know, you have to come back here again. Like, it was amazing at, that when she played there. And now I just can't go somewhere else now. I don't mind. I mean, weather is, of course, unpredictable. But when you're buying tickets like that. But I enjoy the lawn seats at... at, at uh, I, that's just it. I don't want to have to worry about that. Yeah. I've been I've been to multiple concerts at Blossom where mm-hmm. I sat under that cover and watched yeah. a great concert while people right. were out in a torrential downpour <laughs> and they I, had went they had put so much more effort into this than me and they were just it was all ruined for them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like don't do that to yourself. I don't have enough time to roll the dice on these concerts. I was able, you know, able to get this day to go to this thing. It better happen. My my only thing about it is I think I've had a better, the best ones I've been to I've had, lawn seats, like the most fun. You know, I have had, but I have, yeah, been on the lawn for. I saw Aerosmith there at Allen Lawn, and that's, I mean, it is fun out there if you if somebody if somebody went early. Right, some blankets yeah. down, and I get to show up, roll in. I'm like, here we are. Hey, this is the party. <laughs> That's fine, but I don't want to have to go stake anything out mm. or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if I've got the, if I'm traveling, I got the time. I don't mind it. Um, but, I also uh, want to watch. I like to watch the musicians play, and you can't mm. see, see shit out there. No, it's great not, to listen to, really. but I yeah. can. But yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. 
Yeah, I've Perfect. I've I've bought the the seats too. I've done both, you know, both ways. But you know, some of the best ones I've been to, as far as just fun, have been lawn. You know, yeah, according yeah. you got a good group and stuff, and, and, and you have good weather, <laughs> which yeah, you never have know. The weather. You never know. So, anyways, I don't know how we got on that. Ah, you said it. You brought it. Up. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know. I say I want to do all this stuff every summer, and I, I'm lucky if I do a quarter of it by the time summer's over. I'm doing it all. <laughs> I, did go, I did see Weezer. Jared, when Jared was in college, Weezer was in Columbus. And I wasn't a huge fan at that point, but Tenacious D opened for them. Like, I wanted that to would be see, awesome. Oh, my like, god! I just want to go see Tenacious D. So. Yeah. I was I was there for the opener mainly, and the only thing I remember there was a super drunk guy in front of me, and Tenacious D. There's some point in a song where they go it's Tenacious D time, and I like yelled that with him, and this guy turned around to me with the biggest grin like, like someone knew the lyrics of the song and he, like patted me on the knee. He's like, Good job, buddy. That was great. And I was like, hey. uh, you made your life. <laughs> 